truck was supposed to be hauling a load of straw from Manitoba. But when U.S. border officers inspected the trailer in North Dakota, they found a lot of marijuana. Enough to supply every adult in the state with eight joints. From Freight Waves, this is Long Haul Crime Log, a podcast about the dark side of trucking from the reporters who cover it. I'm Nate Tabak in Toronto, Canada. And I'm Noy Mahoney in San Antonio, Texas. Today on the show, we get into the weeds, so to speak, with a recent pot bust. Involved two truckers at the U.S.-Canada border in North Dakota. So, Nate, you've been looking into this case, uh, but I will say by the standards of U.S.-Mexico border uh, cases, it seems like small potatoes. It's only about $4.5 million worth of pot. Is that right? That's true. I mean, drug bust at the Canadian border, like, seldom rival what you see down there. And even by Canadian standards, it's not exactly massive. Like, I've certainly reported on cases involving trucks hauling a lot more pot than this. Yeah, that that's right. There was that $20 million case from last summer in Buffalo. So, so what has you so fired up about this case? So I learned about this from a press release from uh, U.S. Customs and Border Protection. And the thing that kind of stuck out to me is that, first of all, you don't really see a ton of pot busts at the border in North Dakota. They tend to really happen at the Buffalo and Detroit areas, where there's just a lot more commercial vehicle traffic. And this happened in Pembina, is that right? Yeah, and Pembina is in the far northeastern corner of North Dakota. This is where it meets Manitoba and Minnesota. And this happened like a week ago on April 23rd. And so this truck was coming from Manitoba, apparently with a team of two drivers. And it was supposed to have a load of straw. But when CPB decided to do a secondary inspection, they found a bunch of boxes packed with marijuana. And and how much marijuana did they find in there? Uh, about 2,800 pounds. And, and I did the math on this. So like if this like marrow, if this pot were to be distributed in North Dakota, it would be enough for every adult resident to have eight joints. Well, man, when you put it that way, that's a lot of pot. So, but... But what happened to the drivers? You said there were two of them? Well, this is why I got so intrigued by the case. So I was reading this press release from CPB. And you know, these releases don't often have much detail. But one thing missing was any mention of a truck driver, like what had happened to them, were they arrested or anything like that. And so I know from experience sometimes that that omission may mean that the driver was released. So I reached out to CPB to find out like what happened. And so what did they tell you? Well, this is where things got more interesting. So I got a message back saying that there were two drivers and that they were handed over to the Pembina County Sheriff's Department for quote-unquote prosecution, and that the sheriff was also investigating the case. So wait, the the county sheriff is handling a drug case from the border. I, I thought that's what the feds do. Exactly. And so that's why I got more intrigued. So I called up the Pembina County Sheriff's Department uh, because I wanted to know what's happening with these truck drivers. And at first, they didn't really say anything beyond that they were investigating the case um, and that more information would be forthcoming. But it wasn't clear, like, well, were these drivers arrested? Were they charged? Like, where were they? So you think there would be a simple enough thing to sort out from the sheriff? So I followed up with the the sheriff personally over email about this, and his name is uh, Terry Meininger. And so he eventually sent me over this short little press release 
um, which basically said the same thing, maybe less than the CPB release, but did say that these drivers were arrested and charged with possession of a controlled substance with intent to deliver. And so this is like basically almost a week after it happens. So it's at least something. So so what do we know about the, the drivers? Well, at this point, like not a whole lot. Uh, their names are uh, Nirteen Sharma and Thakur Singh. It's not really clear whether they were working for a carrier or anything like that. But according to North Dakota court records, these are young drivers. Uh, Thakur is 26 or 27 and Nitin is 20 or 21. Wow, that's that's quite young. Very young. Yeah, and that, that's, that, yeah, it's especially that like when I saw like the this driver Nitin being that young, I was sort of like, wow. And so I reached out to their lawyers and so far haven't heard anything from them. The authorities have yet to disclose anything publicly that really explains the basis for the charges. And as we've talked about on the show, just because there are drugs in a trailer doesn't automatically mean that the driver is facing criminal charges. Um, but And it does happen sometimes that drivers just aren't aware of like these loads in a sealed trailer, uh, or at least there isn't any evidence showing that they knew about the drugs. So any idea why this is happening in the North Dakota criminal justice system? You know, in the cases we've covered before, it seems like what usually happens is that they end up in the federal court systems, uh, you know, with Homeland Security investigations, uh, inve- investigating and in even the U.S. Attorney's Office prosecuting. Right. So I asked Sheriff Meidinger about this, and he said that basically this happens with some regularity at this border crossing, though he didn't really say why exactly. The CPB, like when I asked him about this, just hadn't just wouldn't respond to me on this. Um, so I reached out to a trade lawyer in L.A. who I've talked to before, and her name is Susan Ross. And she's actually represented drivers and carriers before in drug smuggling cases. So she kind of knows a lot about this stuff. What she said is that her best guess is that, you know, Pembina is a pretty remote place and that maybe there weren't any HSI agents available. Wow, that's crazy. I, but I guess that makes sense. Yeah, and it's not, it's not clear that's what happened here. But as you said, it does seem like a logical explanation. So what's next for these two drivers? Well, it's not clear if they've been able to make bail yet. Um, they have their initial court appearance in a little over two weeks. And at that point, there should be a better picture about the case against them. You've been listening to Long Haul Crime Log from Freight Waves. You can find our episodes and subscribe by searching for Long Haul Crime Log on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. And if you like what you hear, tell your friends. And if you have a story to share or maybe a tip, write us at crime at freightwaves.com. And you can find us on Twitter. Our handle is Long Haul Crime. Tune in next time for more stories from the dark side of trucking. 